you never really know the one you love. Uh, so quite a few lines like that in Muriel by Alain René, which I just watched. I'm just fresh from the the final shot. Um, it's a film about a constellation of people, all of whom seem to be in some state of shock or heartbreak or loss. Uh, and many of them are being dishonest about the reasons they are uh, doing what they're doing. Um, let's look at the characters. Delphine Zarig, a uh, wonderful actor who's been in uh, Last Year at Marienbad and India Song by Adira. Um, and the Chantal Ackerman, the, the kind of boring Chantal Ackerman potato film um, that people love. Um, she's Hélène Urgan, a widowed antique dealer. Um, and she's got this sort of obsession with Alphonse, her childhood sweetheart, um, who she became estranged from. He's returned, but she has but he has a a younger lover he also has a wife who he's not really mentioning who's off the scene bernard ellen's stepson he has a girlfriend called marito but he is mentioning to his stepmother quite frequently a woman called muriel uh, which is the title of the film muriel as a woman he was part of um, torturing during his military service. And he is he is a very graphic description of this in the middle of the film, which gives you an insight into um, his haunted, complex psyche. Um, it's filmed in blue and yellow, grey tones with often quite offbeat music uh, quite percussive sounds coming in and out the editing itself is very percussive um, there are certain motifs of rhythmic cuts between locations um, at certain points you'll just a scene will just be allowed to let run and then at other points the pace will massively speed up and you'll see various different moments kind of cut together on a beat almost um, it's an interesting one because everything is very busy there are numerous different plot lines numerous different needs being met it seems to be a perfect condensation of cinematic narrative drive and this beautiful language memory based cinema that Rene is kind of associated with um, this is a good moment to maybe do a potted history of Alain René as far as I'm aware of him um, I've seen Chris, the film he made with Chris Marker which is a sort of essay film about the Bibliothèque Nationale and his first major piece was Hiroshima Mon Amour which is a kind of very succinct uh, and you know w wonderfully indulgent marriage of 
the personal or the political it depicts a kind of remembered romance set against the backdrop of the Hiroshima bombing the nuclear bombing uh, he then makes L'année dernière à Marianne Bad last year at Marianne Bad which is set in a Czech villa um, and it's about a relationship that is remembered one year on by one of the parties but not the other um, Delphine Serig is uh, unable to remember this love affair that it was obviously very affecting for the male lead whose name I cannot remember and I'm not sure the chronology but when did Anna Renee make this film Muriel ah he made it after Marion Bad two years after Marion Bad um Hiroshima Mon Amour was written screenplay was written by Dora Marguerite Dora an excellent filmmaker and author in her own right uh, last year Marion Bad was made by Alain Robbrier and Muriel was written by someone called Jean Cairol who was part of the Talcal group a bunch of French intellectuals um, I'm sort of surfing Wikipedia um, but he has a shorter Wikipedia page than uh, Grier and Dura nevertheless uh, Rene makes a bunch of films after this none of which I've seen up until Private Fears in Public Places which is based on an Alan Eggborn play um, the French title is Curls, which means hearts um, that is an absolutely awful film um, please don't watch that if you have seen it then you'll understand really it makes me worry about getting old if you can create something as marvellous as Hiroshima Mon Amour Last Year Marabad and now Muriel I've now seen and then make that film then you know there is something to be very concerned about luckily we have people like Godard who continue to push boundaries and innovate and um, refine their their aesthetics as they as they age nevertheless Muriel is extraordinary I mean it's so densely interwoven and yet it manages to maintain this um Oh, he also did Night and Fog, which was um, co-written by Cairol, the writer of Muriel. Night and Fog was a kind of, again, like the uh, Bibliothèque Nationale film, uh, Tout le Mémoire de Monde, that he made with Chris Marker. Night and Fog was an essay film. It's about the Holocaust. It uses a lot of um, archive footage. I don't particularly like it. I'm more of the Claude Landsman view that that moment should... Uh, more properly be honoured without the use of voiceover or archive just because I think Landsman did it better um, I'm not sort of ideological about that but I do, I suppose I am about the use of kind of horrific footage but um, from an aesthetic point of view and from a political point of view nevertheless that's that's a sort of a, a detour into something of huge weight and importance a minor detour into something huge um muriel is is a, a weighty film 
it carries a big load of of um trauma within it um and it does so with moments of interjections of humor there's a sort of side plot um about about goats being breeded there's the gambling addiction of the protagonist helen which sort of manifests in her repeatedly asking her friends for money in this kind of sad way um it's all set in boulogne boulogne semer in the very north um point of mainland france mainland france i mean it's all mainland apart from all those islands they stole um it takes place over the course of 15 days in five acts. I'm just reading this. This is off the Wikipedia. Um, and yeah, the, 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 this longest section is the beginning, that this evening when, when Alphonse arrives and um, Bernard goes for a walk with Francoise, the younger lover of Alphonse, and kind of susses out what's going on. Meanwhile, Bernard is being pursued by Ernest, the brother-in-law of Alphonse, um, in connection with this brutal rape and murder of the titular character, Muriel, who we never see, obviously, because she's dead. Um, and in fact, Alphonse is pursuing Bernard as well via this uh, re-encounter with um, with Ellen. So it's a strange kind of, you know, love is happening, but love is happening amidst all these other needs. And I suppose that kind of beautifully articulates love because you have to decipher it from within all these extra motives that are happening in the film. Um, and I think perhaps that's why I maybe prefer it to Marion Bad and Hiroshima Mon Amour because it approaches its topic slightly more indirectly, which I think is, I prefer when a theme as powerful and painful as heartbreak, loss, um, is explored indirectly I think it kind of you know through subject matter through details there's an awful lot of details um, just a little shot of Alphonse like wiping a stain off of a apron shots of um, you know a little scorpion inside a, a cigarette box Loads and loads of details. I mean, the, the, the Bernard is is making a film constantly, um, and this process of recording and then deleting is kind of a way in to his soul. He's not giving very much away, and he smiles quite a lot and seems happy quite often. Um, but. He has that quality of not, in one moment, not seeming to mind about very much. And then certain things grasp him. Certain things are, are of huge importance. 
Um, Serig's character, Alain, the, the the main character, has this real strung out, needy energy. Um, it, you know, it, it's written all over her face what, what she wants. And she's not really getting it and she's spinning and spinning. Um, Alphonse, his energy is calm and collected but also cruel and cold you know he's 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 got a sort of avuncular arrogance um he seems dishonest he's sort of always available and yet you know quite opaque Francoise, the young actress, having the affair with Alphonse. She's kind of ambivalent, coquettish. Um, charming. You sort of wonder whether her and Bernard might have something and they, they kind of flirt in a strange sort of way. It sort of comes up as a that, that dynamic is kind of blown up and then burst very quickly. Um, Marie Du, the girlfriend. I mean, not much to say about these smaller characters. Um, but but Marie Du um, makes herself sort of available to this unavailable Bernard. But she has also got other plans. Wants to wants to shuffle off out of Boulogne, Boulogne. Um, and then there's this this chap who's who's kind of a, a pal Roland de, Roland de Smoke who, who chaperones Delphine uh, Ellen over to the casino um, oh no that's Claudie Claudie does that Roland de Smoke which one's he oh he's another bald one anyway but at that point I mean it's not really important they're all just French people but Bernard uh, Robert it's very strange um kind of sinister character Robert I guess he's made more sinister by the story we're told in the middle of the film um but that is also haunting Bernard a devil on the shoulder almost like some kind of metaphor for for the way that guilt and addiction and trauma haunt people um the character of of Robert uh, fellow soldier, the guy who's right next to um, and kind of leading the the torture of this of this young woman, Muriel. Um, and then uh, I'm just this is just the cast list. Uh, Francoise, no, sorry, that's the name of the actor. Simone, the wife of Alphonse, who appears right at the end of the film, wandering through the flat looking for him uh, Ellen's flat and then the man with the goats who is kind of facilitating a necessary kind of strand of brevity of levity but also brevity it's it's an hour and 56 minutes and it kind of flies by to be honest it's very engaging. There's always something going on. The pace, the level of gesture. I mean, the start of it, you feel almost like it's, it's like some kind of 
Bresson parody, the way that it cycles through images. I mean, there's a great Bresson film, uh, uh, Une Femme Douce, um, A Gentlewoman, which has an amazing, a few scenes which have amazing montage of gesture, touch, and objects, and so on. Um, One gets a real sense of plenty in this film. Um, Lots and lots of things have been filmed. It's very... It's very tight, much tighter, I think, than than the more languid, poetic Hiroshima. And, and last year at Marienbad, which is just so full of repetition, this film doesn't have as much repetition. But it is preoccupied by memory, and I think René's work of this era is characterised by... You know, he dares to, to, to tell, not show... Um, which is this rule that we're always told about films, and it's largely true, um, because when you do hear someone recounting a story verbally in a film, you know, it's not a podcast, so it's very easy to sort of, it's not or, or a book, so it's very easy to switch off a little bit. Um, I mean, the stories in Rene films are either usually very simple or told very grippingly. I have to say, the central story um, did. I had to rewind a little bit just to really feel the weight, the weight of it, um, as I I was a little bit distracted, a little bit tired. But it's incredibly well written that story, and very affecting. And it kind of creates the hinge of the film, really. And once you know this context what you've heard like sort of extracts from it earlier on as uh, the nosy and uh, nefarious Alphonse um, sifts through these personal notes of Bernard and that's the thing I think you know even though Bernard has committed worse crimes than Alphonse you have more sympathy for Bernard because he seems more in touch with his conscience and therefore he's more tortured. Um, that's how I feel about it right now. I am very much in the immediate throes of having seen it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a film I'll return to. It's a, pretty much a film for which there will be the time of return. Um yeah I'm, I'm very I'm very touched affected by this film I spent most of this film feeling I just I, 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 I sat down with some chocolate shreddies and strawberries in milk um, and I, I, did, I did, didn't know whether this was going to be eating my greens or or you know a roller coaster ride of art house ecstasy and it was closer to the latter than the former Um but yeah, I was quite, I felt quite, quite, um, there was an ache in my heart for much of it. On that note, you're listening to MoobTube. <laughs> my name is Ralph. Uh, this is a solo effort um, because I think it's nice to get these spontaneous reactions to things. Uh, as I did for the Knight of Cups, as Owen did for Godzilla and Tokyo Story, 
last season. And I believe he will do one for Balatar's Satan Tango. I don't think we're going to do a collaborative episode this week. I think it's going to be these solos because we're out there busy making films in the next couple of weeks. Um, and for us, making films is is sort of more important than talking about them. But you can't really have one without the other. We are like the Kaye, the Kaye blokes, um, but with a USB interface. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've seen it, I hope this memory of it, this instant memory of it, conjured your own memories of the film well. Um, and you may want to see it again. If you haven't seen it, I hope it inspires you to seek it out. Um, there's a very nice transfer of it because it was released on Blu-ray somewhere in the world. America, probably. All right. Goodbye.